Good morning and welcome to Simply AI. It's Thursday, February 29th. On today's show, Reka AI releases Reka Flash, a state-of-the-art multimodal language model. Google Chief admits their biased AI tool's photo diversity offended users. Plus, Amazon AI Research introduces BioBridge, a parameter-efficient machine learning framework. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply AI. We start off with a look at Reka, a company addressing the need for advanced language and vision models with their state-of-the-art multimodal and multilingual language model, Reka Flash. They've also introduced a smaller model, Reka Edge, which performs impressively on various benchmarks of LLM, despite having just 7B of trainable parameters. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply AI. Can you tell us more about these models and how they compare to existing ones like Gemini Pro, GPT 3.5, and Llama 270B? Certainly, David. Reka Flash and Reka Edge are turbo class and compact variant models, respectively. They leverage pre-training on text from over 32 languages and are evaluated on multiple benchmarks, including language understanding, reasoning, multilingual tasks, and multimodal interactions. Reka Flash competes with leading models on language benchmarks and vision tasks, while Reka Edge is designed for local deployments with resource constraints. What techniques does Reka Flash use to enhance its chat capabilities? Reka Flash utilizes instruction tuning and reinforcement learning with proximal policy optimization, or PPO, to enhance its chat capabilities. Its performance is evaluated in both text-only and multimodal chat domains, and it presents competitive results against models like GPT-4, Claude, and Gemini Pro. And how does Reka Edge perform in comparison to other models? Reka Edge, which is optimized for local deployments, outperforms comparable models such as Llama 27B and Mistral 7B on standard language benchmarks. This indicates its efficiency in resource-constrained environments. So, how significant are these developments in the field of AI and machine learning? These developments are quite significant. Both Reka Flash and Reka Edge perform impressively on LLM benchmarks using much smaller resources. They give tight competition to existing state-of-the-art LLMs like Google's Gemini Pro and OpenAI's GP4. Reka Flash's use of instruction tuning and reinforcement learning techniques to excel in chat interactions is noteworthy. Meanwhile, Reka Edge stands out for its efficiency in local deployments. Thanks for your insights, James. Now, shifting gears to another AI-related issue, Google's Gemini AI model has recently come under fire for producing biased and offensive results, including the portrayal of German World War II soldiers as people of color. Google's CEO, Sundar Pichai, has addressed these issues, labeling them as completely unacceptable. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Bella. Can you shed more light on the situation? Certainly, David. Gemini's image generator has been producing images of historical figures, including popes, the founding fathers of the U.S., and Vikings, in a variety of ethnicities and genders. This has led to a significant backlash on social media. In response, Google has paused Gemini's ability to create images of people. One particularly controversial text response involved a comparison between Elon Musk's tweets and Hitler's impact on society. That's quite alarming. 
How has Google responded to these issues? Sundar Pichai addressed these concerns in an email to employees. He acknowledged that some of Gemini's responses have shown bias and offended users, which he stated was completely unacceptable. He also mentioned that Google's teams have been working tirelessly to address these issues and have already seen substantial improvements. This isn't the first time an AI system has produced biased responses, is it? No, it's not. AI systems have a tendency to reproduce the same problems found in their training data. For instance, Google used to translate gender-neutral Turkish phrases for they are a doctor and they are a nurse into English as masculine and feminine, respectively. Similarly, early versions of OpenAI's DAL-E would produce white men when asked for a judge, but black men when asked for a gunman. These issues with Gemini reflect problems in Google's attempts to address these potentially biased outputs. How are competitors handling these same problems? Competitors often use a similar approach, but with fewer technical issues. For instance, the latest version of DAL-E is paired with OpenAI's ChatGPT chatbot, which expands user requests and adds requests to limit bias. A user request to draw a picture of lots of doctors is expanded to a full paragraph of detail, starting with a request for a dynamic and diverse scene inside a bustling hospital. What steps is Google taking to address the issues with Gemini? Google plans to make structural changes, update product guidelines, and improve launch processes. They also plan to implement more robust red teaming, a process where researchers simulate misuse of a product. Pichai emphasized in his memo that Google's mission to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful is sacrosanct, and this approach must extend to all their products, including emerging AI products. What has been the reaction to these issues outside of Google? Elon Musk, the world's richest man, commented that the image generator response showed that Google had made its anti-civilizational programming clear to all. Ben Thompson, an influential tech commentator, suggested that Google must return decision-making to employees who actually want to make a good product and remove Pichai as part of that process if necessary. Thanks for that report, Bella. Now, let's shift our focus to the realm of biomedical research, where foundation models have significantly enhanced our ability to process and analyze large volumes of unlabeled data across various tasks. However, their application has largely been confined to unimodal tasks, focusing on either protein sequences, small molecule structures, or clinical data in isolation. Now, researchers from the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign and Amazon AWS AI have developed BioBridge, a learning framework designed to unify independently trained unimodal foundation models and establish multimodal behavior. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply AI. Yes, David. BioBridge is indeed a significant development in the field of biomedical research. It's designed to bridge the gap between unimodal foundation models by employing knowledge graphs to learn transformations between these models without fine-tuning the underlying models. This approach allows BioBridge to significantly outperform baseline knowledge graph embedding methods in cross-modal retrieval tasks by approximately 76.3%. That's quite impressive. Can you explain how BioBridge uses knowledge graphs? Certainly. Biomedical knowledge graphs contain rich structural information represented by triplets of head and tail biomedical entities and their relationships. This structure enables the comprehensive analysis of various modalities such as proteins, molecules, and diseases. 
BioBridge aligns the embedding space of unimodal foundation models through cross-modal transformation models, utilizing these knowledge graph triplets. This maintains data sufficiency and efficiency and navigates the challenges posed by computational costs and data scarcity. How was BioBridge's performance evaluated? BioBridge's performance was evaluated through experiments demonstrating its competency in diverse cross-modal prediction tasks. It can extrapolate to nodes not present in the training knowledge graph and generalize to relationships absent from the training data. It introduces a novel application as a general purpose retriever, aiding in biomedical multimodal question answering and the guided generation of novel drugs. What potential impact could BioBridge have on biomedical research? BioBridge could significantly impact biomedical research. It demonstrates remarkable out-of-domain generalization ability, offering new pathways for integrating and analyzing multimodal biomedical data. It could enhance question answering systems and facilitate drug discovery. By bridging the gap between unimodal foundation models and enabling their application across various domains without extensive retraining or data collection, it paves the way for more holistic and interconnected analyses in the biomedical field. Thanks for your insights, Abby. Now, let's shift our focus to a pressing issue in the tech world. Australian safety standards are causing concerns among tech companies who fear these new regulations could inadvertently make it more difficult for generative AI systems to detect and prevent online child abuse and pro-terrorism material. The standards proposed by the eSafety Commissioner, Julie Inman Grant, require providers to detect and remove such material where technically feasible. Michael is here to discuss this further. Can you tell us more about these standards and the concerns raised by tech companies? Certainly, David. The standards cover a wide range of technologies, including websites, cloud storage services, text messages, chat apps, and high-impact generative AI services. The WeProtect Global Alliance, a nonprofit consortium, has highlighted that open-source AI is already being used to produce child abuse material and deepfakes. They believe the proposed standards capture the right platforms and services. So, what are the specific concerns raised by the tech companies? Tech companies like Microsoft, Meta, and Stability AI argue that their technologies are being developed with safeguards to prevent misuse. Microsoft, for instance, warns that the standards could limit the effectiveness of AI safety models used to detect and flag child abuse or pro-terror material. They argue that for AI to effectively detect such content, it needs to be exposed to it during training. Using entirely clean training data could reduce the effectiveness of these tools. And what about the concerns related to online moderation and encryption? Stability AI has warned that AI will play a large role in online moderation, and overly broad definitions could make it harder to determine what must be picked up to comply with the proposed standards. Both Google and Apple have expressed concerns about the impact on encryption. They argue that the standards must explicitly state that proposals to scan cloud and message services will not compromise encryption. What has been the response from the eSafety Commissioner to these concerns? Inman Grant has stated that the standards will not require industry to break or weaken encryption, monitor texts, or indiscriminately scan large amounts of personal data. She is considering potential amendments to clarify this point. She also emphasized that the industry should not be exempt from responsibility for tackling illegal content on their platforms. 
What's the next step in this process? The final versions of the standards will be tabled in Parliament for consideration later this year, according to Inman Grant. That's certainly a development to watch. Thanks for that report, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply AI. We'll see you back here tomorrow.